I was just talking to Brandon a couple of moments ago about how important you are to his ability to get the playoff to a good start. Take us through what you have to do at the line of scrimmage and, and how you do make Brandon's life a little easier. Um, it's just calling out the fronts, knowing where the linebackers are, seeing different rotations and where different blitzes are coming from. And uh, I think, you know, as Brandon's game matures and as he's grown, he's also understand the importance. So we kind of just feed off of each other. When you think about Alex Bars, from people I've talked to, the breakdown film, he had a heck of a year, but when you have guys like Nelson and yourself and McGlinchey, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. When you think of Alex Bars, what comes to mind as an offensive lineman? Uh, reliable, consistent, um, hardworking. Uh, he wants to be the best, and I think that's something that drives him every day, and he loves the game. And I, I love playing next to him. It's a privilege. And Sam, when you think about trying to get the, the chemistry together for this offensive line going into the Michigan game, how much of it is on the field? How much of it is just talking or maybe in the film room? Um, I think it's really just doing everything. And that's something we've done since I've been here is the O-line moves together. We move in a pack, and uh, we call it the pod. And tell everybody pot up, but we do we do everything together. Um, in camp, in the evenings, we're hanging out before we go to bed. Tonight we'll probably watch Hard Knocks since it came on at 10 last night. We'll probably find a house and watch that out together. Um, but it, but it's just things like that. Like Chemistry and camaraderie is not just built on the field. It's something you got to develop off as well. Chip talked about nothing's going to change in terms of being a physical football team again this year. I assume as an offensive lineman, that's what you'd like to hear? Yeah, absolutely. We take pride in being physical, and you know he takes pride in running the football and calling plays to put us in great positions, and we'll execute those. Finally, what comes to mind when you think Notre Dame-Michigan? Um, exciting. First game of the year. Uh, battle two historic programs, and they're a great team, great defense, and we're looking forward to the challenge. Sam Brandon said that basically you're you're an irreplaceable part of this offense, and he can't describe you know how much you mean to it. Um, what is it like the differences this year, last year, in the offensive lines and the guys up front? Um, I think the difference is really just a personnel thing, um, and that's really it. The, the consistency and the being together and seeing through one set eyes is something we take pride in, being physical, like I just talked about. Um, so I, I think that's really the only difference is the personnel-wise, but the same consistency and the same standard of excellence is going to be there. What have you seen in Brandon specifically this offseason, even just since the spring game, that's made you guys believe up front that you know you can win a national championship, that, that he can lead the team? In that direction? Uh, just maturity, experience uh, that comes with playing the game. And, uh, you know, he looks and feels more comfortable back there. And when he's locked in and focused, uh, the sky's the limit for him. What, do you, what about your offensive line coach? I know that's changed for you this year. What, what has he brought to the table? Differences in that? Um, you know, the technique and fundamentals and the way you got to block and, <laughs> you know, play offensive line is still the same. Uh, but, you know, it, it is a different feel in the room. Uh, you know, he stands at the front of the room. He doesn't sit in the back of the room, so that's different. But uh, other than that, you know, he still demands the same thing out of us. And, you know, each and every single day he comes ready to work and ready to prepare us to be the best we can be. And he tries to get the best out of us. And, uh, you know, we, we try to give him all we can. How would you describe Jeff Quinn? Oh, man, electric. He's... 
he's ready to go at all times. I don't know how he does. Like he was telling us the other day that he normally does. He normally doesn't need his alarm. He just rolls out of bed. Like he's up at the front of the room, like flying back and forth between the whiteboard, drawing stuff, or showing us how to do footwork. And he moved very well. Like you got to ask him to do a pass at one time. He moved pretty well. Sam, you seem so calm and cool and collected all the time. What yeah. what gets you going? What motivates you? Um, just this team, these guys, um, being the best I can for them. And I think that's just who I am and who I've developed as and understood over my career. Like early on, I thought I needed to be up, you know, at all times. But I realized like that's just not who I am. And I can be that guy for this offense and this team, but they really don't. They don't need that from me. They need me to be level-headed and come in and say, hey, like, we got this. You know, we're an offense. The, you know, the defense can do all the hooting and hollering, and that's what they do. Like, naturally, defenses do that. They make big plays. We mean, we make big plays. we got to get on the ball, and we got to get ready to go because it's not over yet. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that this offense really thrives in is being focused and locked in. And when we're that, we're not too over the top, and we're right in a good medium, and I think we're pretty good. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Sam, I just want to ask quickly about Jerry Tiller. There's a guy who's going to be taking saxophone. He's taking art classes. He's taking poetry and all, but he's also probably a top prospect next year in the NFL draft. Well, what's what's it like with Jerry Tiller, personality-wise, and just on the field? Uh, Jerry's an interesting guy. I really don't know what much of like how that came about but he he's always traveling the world doing something but you know this camp and I believe this offseason you saw focus from him that was unlike anything we'd seen before and I think it translates directly to his performance during spring ball and during this camp you went up against him a lot last year what uh what makes him you know such a um, he's got a high motor. Uh, he knows how to use his hands well. He's become more physical as time progresses and understanding experience and leverage of offense on it. So it's really just as comfortable as he's gotten over time. Any favorite Jerry Taylor stories? Favorite Jerry Taylor stories? I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's a funny guy. Jerry has... He, there's just so much going on about him that it, it's just great being around Jerry and competing with him on a daily basis. Thank you very much. No problem. Listen, David Woods, Indy Star. How you doing? Nice to meet you. You, uh, uh, you, sort, you sort of fit that, uh, and, and I don't know if it's, it's like a good stereotype that, that you know, of the offensive linemen, you know, being all the smartest guys, smartest guys on the team, because they know all that stuff. What... Um, how does that does that manifest? You know, your, your your engineering studies that manifest itself at all in football. I mean, it's, it's tough for those to coexist. You don't see it too often in in the FBS football. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily coexist. It's just understanding how to you know organize your life and have time management and make certain sacrifices. That was the biggest thing for me. Um, and then dedicating time to perfecting my craft on the football field and in the classroom um, because obviously I wanted to compete and be the best in both of them. Um, but really I think where I see the most crossover in is the, the competitive nature, the ability to adapt and problem solve on the fly. 
you know, you get different problems and engineering thrown at you right away. And the same on the football field, you get a defensive front, and all of a sudden you get a motion across the formation, and the whole front shifts. So now what do you do? you got to be able to react like that. And there can be no drop-off in communication between you and other guys, and it's the same if you were to have a group project in engineering. During the um, recruiting process, I, I imagine the school's recruiting, you let them know you would be, you know, wanted to be an engineering major or wanted maybe to pursue that. Were any like schools shy away from that, or like, oh boy, I, I, you know, can you, you know, I respect that, but I, I don't, I don't think you should major in engineering at our place. Yeah. Did that come up or? No. Uh, I mean, it's you know, sort of I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but there, there yeah, are no, some no, I, go, oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, dedicate time to football. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but because you're probably doing. I didn't think. And I mean, it's the recruiting so process don't, don't do too, though. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, like everybody, so I could have told them I wanted to be an astronaut, and they would have said, "All right, cool. Like we'll support you no matter what." You know what I mean? So it it wouldn't matter what I said. They would have been, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Like so, it's the recruiting process. But I'm I'm sure like there are some places where. They'd be like, no, we, we don't want you to do that. But I, I never experienced those problems in recruiting. Has the, has pairing engineering studies with football Cap- here been story on extremely difficult? Or have you been able to like, you know, get your practice and, and class schedule resolved fairly satisfactorily? Um, and you are senior now, right? Uh, so I graduated in May. So you, oh, you graduated. So, yeah, you're, so you're done. So you're just done. going on. Are yeah. you pursuing? No, non-degree the, seeking. Okay. I figured I had a STEM undergrad that, okay. you know, if I decided to come back to school, I would. But not right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to focus on football for a year. But uh, so you've already done it then. So yeah. You, so you already managed. Yeah. Um, you know, the faculty and staff within the computer science department were so flexible and understanding and gave me plenty of opportunities you know to to do things not only within the classroom but outside of the classroom and you know it wasn't even it was really undergraduate studies the like pre-engineering programs that were super helpful um I, i've never had a problem with any professor any class conflicts that we couldn't resolve so so it was definitely it's super helpful to be at a place like this where you have that much help can you tell us what your GPA, GPA was when you graduated? Uh, I, think I, I think I finished with a three, around a 3.6. Oh, like, 3.6, yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't even be talking no. to you. I'm not hard enough to do that. But that's going to be kind of rewarding, though, even to have done that. I mean, it, no matter whatever almost you're doing the rest of your life, that, I would think you would be feel pretty good about that. Yeah, done that. absolutely, yeah. Did you guys get cars? No, not yet. Uh, Sam, just uh, two and a half weeks into camp. How's the team looking so far? Uh, they're doing well, just being consistent in our preparation day in and day out. And uh, I think guys are starting to understand that preparation is what's key. You know, being two and a half weeks in, are you guys getting tired of kind of going up against the same guys every day, hitting each other, you know, rather than uh, going up against Michigan September 1st? Uh, I think, you know, guys get a little bit of cabin fever, but... <laughs> Like I said, it's really just, you know, 
focusing on what can I improve today, and I think the defense presents a challenge to us every day. And I like to think we present a challenge to them for things that they can work on as well. So uh, that's all it's really about. And when game day comes, hopefully we'll be as prepared as possible. What's going to be kind of the uh, the dynamic of the offensive line this year? Of course, you guys lost McGlinchey and, and Q, um, but this year you guys have yourself, you've got Alex Bars, and then a couple of new guys as well. Um, I think it's the same standard of excellence we've always had and just – holding each other accountable and holding that room accountable, which Coach Quinn does a great job of. And really, you know, the leadership starts with the position coach, and he does a great job of that. And the message is clear and concise each and every day of what our goals are. Now now that you're a captain and Mike and Q are gone, how has it been for you kind of emerging as the leader of the offensive line room? Um, You know, it's really just being the same guy, being consistent each and every day. And when guys see that, they kind of want to do the same things. And I think Alex and I have done a great job of, you know, leading these guys and making sure they understand the standard. And, you know, even when we're long gone, I'm praying that it's the same thing. And I know that if we continue to pass down this culture, then then it will be. How has uh, Coach Quinn been in his first training camp as offensive line coach? Uh, he's, he's done a great job. He's electric. He brings energy to the room each and every day. And, uh, you know, that, that's, what, that's what really matters to us is having a guy in there who cares for us and will go to bat for us no matter what. How, where does he differ from uh, Coach Heastan? Um, he stands in the front of the room with the clicker instead of sitting in the back with the clicker. <laughs> but other than that, it's the you know same fundamentals, same technique, and it's really just applying those things to block your man on each play. Last year, you guys were the best offensive line in the country, won the Joe Moore Award. Um, how do you uphold that standard this year? Um, just coming to work and you know preparing the right way. Like preparation is so key, and guys will talk about yeah, we we will look at film, we watch film, but. It's really about understanding what you're seeing on that film and understanding how to apply your technique to get defenses blocked, and that's the most important thing. I know uh, your grandma is, is sick. My grandma actually just died recently. Um, but, you know, when, when you go out there and you hit the field on Saturdays, you know, how much are you doing so with, with her in mind? Um, she's on my mind all the time. I'm actually sorry for your loss, too, uh, first and foremost. But, uh, yeah, she, she's definitely on my mind. Uh, they just moved her into hospice, so, you know, but I'm – you know, she's always in my thoughts and prayers, and I'm always asking my mom how she's doing. But, you know, I, she's been to a lot of my games and understand like we've always had a great relationship growing up. And I think, you know, for her, she she wants me to, you know, focus on football and be the best that I can be. And, you know, when I, when I was home and I got an opportunity to visit her, I drove out there. It's a four-hour drive. I drove, I saw her and drove back that next morning so I could get back to working out. But... She understands that, and that's why I love her. What was that visit like for you? It was, it was cool. It, it was awesome. Um, I saw her before she got in there, really heavy treatment, so it was a great time for both of us. I helped her move some, move some stuff around the house with my grandfather, so uh, that was that was a good time, and I love going out there because there's no cell, re- cell reception <laughs> or anything. It's just it's just us three, and we watch TV till like, 11 o'clock at night, go to bed, wake up, and I have, like, waffles for breakfast or something like that, so it's nice. Has has she seen you play here at Notre Dame? Yeah, um, she's been to multiple games, and um, what I, what I don't know if it's last year or two years ago. They came out to California and they went a bunch of different places. They went to some forest. They were seeing Alcatraz. My younger brother came out there with them, so she 
they've gone all over the country, and if my parents couldn't make it, they'd be out here. So, what is what is her support meant to you over the course of your football career? Oh, it's, it's meant everything. Even in little league, she would they would drive down for the weekend, come watch me play, watch my brother play, and then drive back. And it, it's meant everything that the support of my grandparents. Uh, and what, uh, like, do you know what type of cancer she has? Um, it started off stage four liver, I believe, and it was just spreading so rapidly. I think it might have gotten into her bones as well, but, uh, you know, she's de- she's dealing with it. She's a fighter, and, you know, she- she'll be all right as long as her spirits are high. And what, what's your grandmother's name? Uh, Linda Heatherman. H-E-A-T-H-E-R-M-A-N? Yeah. And where does she live? Uh, she lives in Western Maryland, Oakland, Maryland. Oakland, Maryland. Yeah. Okay. How old is she? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for you personally, um, you know, coming back for your fifth year, why did you want to come back? Um, you know, what do you feel you still have to accomplish here? Um, you know, it was... Just learning and you know understanding the game and there was so much more I had to learn alongside of my not only like the game but learning from my teammates and learning from my coaches and you know I saw the capability that this team had so thanks a lot Sam no problem